What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly. The NFL trade deadline was on Tuesday, and The Ringer has tons of coverage up on the site. We have everything you need to know, including Danny Kelly on the winners and losers, and Kevin Clark on why the trade deadline is more fun than it's ever been. You can check it out on TheRinger.com. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. It's a surreal WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening, you're listening you're, to this. You're too. listening to. And you are listening to. You're listening, you're, listening, you're, listening, you're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker. Here's always the King of Sad Style, Dan St. Germain. Great to be here, David. A exciting and depressing week for wrestling. That's every week. Um, I don't know if you could tell. You texted me last night or Monday night as we were watching Raw that this seemed like everybody was just trying to just get through this week, like keep their heads it, it down. It feels and get- like a real get through this week, week of wrestling. Which sucks because we had... A surprisingly good evolution pay-per-view on Sunday. Well, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, surprising is not the right word because the matches, I mean, like, you know, Sh- Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch was exceeded expectations, but we knew it was going to be good. Yeah, I mean, it was but, probably the strongest pay-per-view start to finish, not counting NXT ones mm. in this past year. I don't know if, is there another pay-per-view that could rival that as far as? Yeah, wasn't, didn't we just have one? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I, I I don't know as far as like I mean the NXT ones I, I still think were probably start to finish better, but um you know it was a really good pay per view. Um yeah no I really really enjoyed it, but it was a good. It kind of felt like an indie show, and they went listen we're going to talk about that in a minute. We got to start with the uh, the cold open. The big main event this week is WWE Crown Jewel, which. I would be happy to get over with as quickly as possible, too. But, you know, we can be excited about it. We got a lot of, I, we got some, we got some tweets last week about people being, uh, people, people that upset that we were too negative, which I know you get that every week. Yeah. I, let me tell you something. Being the second man on the show is a lot harder being the third man on the show. Oh, yeah. Third man, you oh, just come yeah. in, you make jokes. Second second man, everybody before you is better. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. All of which are fair criticisms. But, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's a little bit hard to get excited about this one. I, I don't know what you, what, what, what you want me to... I'm you know, say no. I'm just. I. I. I you know. It, it's. It's clearly a public relations nightmare. Um, so little- and and you know and, and I'm not saying. Look, I'm. I'm not saying the United States and Saudi Arabia have had complicated relationships for decades. So to put this all on the WWE is a little bit unfair and I think naive. But to be excited about this event, I mean, how, it, it, there's no way to be excited about it. Yeah, I mean, we would all like for our, our, you know, the favorite companies, the the people that we give all of our disposable income to, to be paragons of virtue and to align with us on all right. every social I, I, issue or, or political issue, and that's not always the case. But uh, which is no defense of this. I, I, um, but let's just for the sake of staying moderately upbeat, let's just take WWE Crown Jewel. Uh, on its own terms. Its own terms, we should say, are uh, so confusing and so bizarre at this point. I mean, it's a pay-per-view where they won't say where it's taking place. <laughs> so there's no... I'm not... In, I mean, without that... With, without the... Without the, the... The time zone difference, I'm not sure why anyone... Why, I don't think there's any explanation for why this is happening on noon on Friday. I mean, when was the last one? Was it like noon on Saturday? Yeah, I think so. I don't, no, but I'm saying they haven't said Saudi Arabia in a month. 
Right. They won't tell us where this thing is taking place. Like it literally might, we might just be seeing staged photos of them getting off the airport in, in Saudi Arabia. And this, this thing's really <laughs> happening at like a, on a green well, screen I, I in don't, Stanford. I don't think that they're going to be, um, you know, run, rolling as many PR well, package videos. Here we go. I mean, this is where they may for the event, but not on the network. We've talked about this many times, but the presupposition is that the PR for Saudi Arabia was part of the contract. No, certainly they could have gotten in touch and said the only people, the only, the only way we're going to keep, we're going to do this show is if we don't have to do that stuff anymore. And they renegotiate the contract and whatever. But it does sort of, if they, if they, if they go ahead and still, and keep doing propaganda for the crown, that's obviously a huge problem. And if they don't do it again, this is sort of like the Shawn Michaels argument that we were fighting about a few weeks ago. If they don't do the propaganda for the crown, then it just, then why the hell were they doing it in the first place? If there was if there was an agreement you could be that could I mean, be so easily reached that you didn't had, have to do it. We had talked about the fact that there's a ten show deal, apparently. Yeah. Um, that you know, Linda McMahon is close to the Trump administration, so who knows if they're getting their cues from inside that administration. And it feels like that the the Trump administration's response to this has been, you know, although the although Congress uh has condemned it. Their administration has been a little bit more tempered about it. And I think that's what you're seeing now. You're not like, you know, the when John Cena and Daniel Bryan clearly pulled out of the right, show. Right, so let's just talk let's just talk about that. Because okay. for anyone that thinks that we're being too negative, and we are. We're 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 negative uh, Nellies over uh, here. Are we? I'm just on saying this one, I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt, all right? It's it, if you want to say that I'm negative about extreme rules or something, then that's totally fair. <laughs> But this is a situation that kind of you're being negative about wrestling. a different kind of extreme rules yeah. right now. <laughs> exactly, um, this is that is true. Okay, so but for but for anyone that thinks we're being too negative about it, um, at least we can say we are being no more negative about it than our John Cena and Daniel Bryan, the, the two of the probably the two biggest stars in professional wrestling today, mm-hmm. um, who have uh, both beggar begged out of going to the show now. You know, I don't, it's, it's impossible to read too much. I mean, we, we shouldn't read too much into the psyches of these people that we are not close friends with or even acquaintances with particularly. Uh, but this sort of feels like a Daniel Bryany move, right? Sort of granola Northwest or upper Northwesterner, you know, definitely committed to his core belief sort of guy that he's just like, well, uh, he definitely had the most to lose. I mean, he lost on a SmackDown in his first championship match in four years, cleanly by tapping out. We'll talk about what they have, to, you know, what they stood to lose. But we and, and then John Cena, yeah, that's a slightly different story. Now, listen, on my other podcast, we have this little segment called Overworked Twitter Joke of the Week on the press box where we talk about, uh, you know, when people, everybody on Twitter makes the exact same joke at the exact same time. Um, there are a couple instances of that this week, but one of the things that people were talking about, we, the, one of the tweets that you saw a lot, and this wasn't even a joke, but people saying they had all this respect in the world suddenly for John Cena when he's been doing things that are worthy of your respect for his entire career and pulling out of the show because John Oliver made fun of him is not exactly uh, some sort of paragon of virtue. But I, before, b- before we get to fully into the wrestlers, let's talk about John Oliver because don't you think that John, the, the two appearances now that WWE has made on that on last week tonight, I mean, do you think that's significant to Vince McMahon? I, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I mean, the one thing we know about Vince McMahon is he doesn't really watch anything besides wrestling. So no, that, that this is what I'm. This is what I'm t- turning over in my head because I think, I think, this is the kind of pop culture crossover that WWE is always saying they want. Right? Right. If they get positive, if they get a positive appearance on last week tonight, if, if, if it were some other subject and John Oliver had said, hey, I think it would be funny if like, you know, The Shield came and appeared very briefly in a sketch where I'm making fun of Senator whoever, they would love it. They would send them down there, and they would love that virat. Vir- I mean, maybe not a senator, it did, but I, but that show is so political that I don't know if Vince really wants. You're right. You're right. If they're trying to stay apolitical right now, but if they were just like, right. "Hey, I'm doing an opening segment that's making fun of uh, uh, whatever," uh, talking about political correctness or something, they we would send somebody down to do it. 
Yeah, I mean, they would send a certain type of person right. down to do it. I mean, look, John Stewart appeared at SummerSlam. Yeah. And he's talked about the Undertaker's losing streak on The Daily Show. Of course, they love all that. They love it when Undertaker tombstone somebody on Jimmy Fallon. Um, yeah, but exactly. And now we have the heir to John Stewart, who is uh, just ripping them a new asshole every week. I mean, Vince, you know, we forget that Vince went through the steroid trial. Which uh, was sure was was a lot of negative publicity, and you know, d- to be fair, then this is a situation that's way darker uh, than whether or not wrestlers are using steroids to make themselves look big. But I I think he's kind of used to, you know, I will say this in WWE's defense, they didn't pull. You know, The Rock uh, saying, get the F, F out to Stone Cold. They were they were like, all right, well, John Cena and Daniel Bryan don't want to work this event. Let's do this in the most painless way possible. Yeah, there's a little bit of the mixed messages, which is, I mean, I guess you can always find a way to demonize whatever they decide to do. But, the, but to me, there's this mixed message, which is, it's actually a really good thing that John Cena and Daniel Bryan bowed out and they were like, cool, we said that our employees had the choice whether to go or not. We're going to continue on with the show. There's also this thing where they're like, yeah, we've, you know, we've weighed the options. We've thought about Stephanie McMahon had the statement. We've thought deeply about this and come to the decision that like other corporations, we're going to continue on with our agreement with Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia, which is fine. But I don't know. I would almost rather them not have thought deeply about it. Not not profess to have weighed their options. Just been like, yo, $80 million. We're doing this. Yeah. Because that's what you're expecting, you know? It doesn't make you any more evil than you were a month ago or a year ago or 10 years ago because that's how evil we knew they were. Well, I mean, like... Evil, I'm using, you know, whatever. International relations are incredibly complicated and, you know, um, people saying that we need to pull out of diplomatic relations with Saudi Arabia. Oh, no. I mean, that's... I mean, like... So that that's what I will say for in WWE's defense, like... you're dealing with there's no place more complicated in the fucking world than the Middle East right Um, (laughs) and even within the Saudi royal government there are different factions so we're holding WWE to a standard that we don't necessarily hold our own politicians or our own government to Um, having said that uh, because of all that uh, are, are we excited about this event no wrestling is supposed to be an escape this is the opposite of an escape i'm so glad you said that because this is what's (laughs) been uh this is what's been weighing on me is this whole uh, there's a lot of escape it's question of escapism and this has been a really hard time for escapism yeah uh obviously this crown jewel thing has been happening for uh you know has been an issue for a while but the past week, man, st- Roman Reigns gets leukemia. Yeah. Uh, this crown jewel stuff happens. Um, Evolution, which was a, we'll talk more about, but it was a an emotional experience one way or the other. You know, it had its ups and downs. Um, but the, its existence and, and, but it's kind of its existence vis-a-vis the crown jewel, the whole thing has been very weird. And then there's this kind of separate issue besides escapism is like of the of like of um well kayfabe's not the right word but there's this big but there is a there is a kayfabe question about this which is is it did is it did it strike you as weird and I know this is pro wrestling I know that anything goes I know that whatever did it strike you as weird that on the one when, when on the one hand when something real happens we we just they just announce it and move ahead right i mean if um, I, I, not everything that happens is as serious as roman reigns getting leukemia but obviously if roman reigns had got leukemia in like mid south wrestling in 1981 they would have like filmed the video of him getting beat down with a steel chair in the locker room and let that been the reason right, right. Now he comes out and announces it. It's a big moment, and it's a, it's a powerful emotional experience and everything else. But on Sunday, on during Evolution, they very clearly announced that John Cena and and Daniel Bryan would be appearing at Crown Jewel. There was no equivocation. There was no card subject to change. You know that they did more more than normally. And then with a quick aside, they wrote John Cena out of Crown Jewel on Monday night, and then on Tuesday they opened the show. 
with Daniel Bryan writing himself or getting written off of Crown Jewel. Um, they had the match at least, but um, is it weird that they did those in storyline or is that just what we should expect? I mean, you know, like they, uh, you know, they're always like the real, the the real behind, you know, the scripted is, is what attracts people to wrestling. You know, the, the Bret Hart screw job, screw job sure. leading to Vince McMahon's character and the evil Mr. McMahon character versus Stone Cold. But there are some situations that are too complicated for professional wrestling to deal with. Um, and uh, I would put uh, international relations at the top of that list. So is it weird that they wrote them out in storyline? No, I think that that was the only option for them. I, I don't think that they could have brought up their political views. Yeah. I, I, I think that that would have opened up a, a, a minefield and, and it would open up a minefield within what? the, like within the dress. I mean, you have people in that locker room that are on so are, are on far ends of the political spectrum. You know, there are people there who are gr- people who campaign for the green party and people who are actively praising who are actively praising Trump before he had any heat. Yeah. So people who are in relationships with Fox News personalities. Yes. Um. So I, I agree. I'm not the politics don't really bother me. Although it would have been interesting. I mean, it would have been kind of fun if they had just been like you know Vince had just come out and said you know Daniel Bryan and John Cena have decided not to go to Saudi Arabia and you know they will they are suspended until further notice. <laughs> I mean, if you want to open up that can of worms, is it really a bigger can of worms than Seth Rollins bringing Roman's leukemia into storyline? I mean, I yes, don't... it's a way bigger can of worms. <laughs> I guess it does become it a is. A, it's story. a huge can of worms to do that. No, there's there's no way they could have done that. Um, hey, we're, what do you you go to a wrestling show now? And the 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 demographic of people like who even like wrestling are so different. Mm-hmm. Like you have a huge Hispanic uh, fan base. Oh, you yeah. have a huge hipster bearded fan base, which is where I guess you'd put me and you. You have a huge kid fan base, and then you have a huge Republican fan base. Like all these things uh, don't necessarily share the same tenets and values. So if you open up the political minefield, yeah. you, you, I don't know what, uh, what I just don't think anybody get. cares. I don't think there's anybody that's like defiantly pro Saudi Arabia, except for just some like the people who tweet at Donald Trump asking for the, his attention. Right, right. I mean, anyway, I just, I don't think it's that. Tra- I think it, I think that's what, that's what's kind of the most confounding thing about this is that there's not. No, not, I was talking not about a, opening up politics in a broader you're, you're, way. Okay, you're right. But speaking of cans of worms, there's a lot of speaking ofs in this segment. Speaking of cans of worms, it was just announced via the WWE app that Hulk Hogan is going to be at the show. (sighs) (laughs) I mean, this is the most baffling decision out of all the decisions they could have made. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead. The The only rationale I can see for this besides money is all right. Let's get all our PR nightmares out of the way on one day. It, if you're, this was the real overworked Twitter joke of the week. If you read that they're bringing Hulk Hogan to the Saudi Arabia show, and your response was really looking forward to the Chris Benoit Memorial Battle Royal, <laughs> uh, then 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 you uh, you have used the overworked Twitter joke. Of the yeah, week. although you know, and again, that's that's a little bit unfair to Hulk. Yes, Hogan, many but. many many people were making Chris Benoit jokes, and in the same thing, it's like let's just get let's just air all of our dirty laundry at the same time. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of I, I don't understand. I mean, the only thing I could see is if they film the Hogan segment separately, like we don't see it at home. And he just comes out and waves to the crowd. I I'm not sure why it even has to like if you're so maybe it was the case that with all these other people defecting with John Cena gone and whatever else that like they had to do something to make it up to the Crown Prince and he was like bring me Hulk Hogan. They put the universal title on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure why they couldn't have just brought him Hulk Hogan with the cameras off or in a private meeting or something like that. Although yeah, maybe have, they, they have probably Hogan will hang the out with them for a week. Did you see, by the way, that on at at Evolution when they ran the promos for Crown Jewel, they weren't actually airing them in the arena? 
Like there were people on Twitter who had photos of like the announcers whose monitors had the commercials. You know, they like they showed what the real time feed set had, and in house they were not running them because well, they knew where, they were going to get booed. That's where John Oliver made that great point when Undertaker announced Crown yeah. Jewel and people booed. That, there's nothing better than that. I mean, this I've is heard just... Undertaker cut. I, I was there when Undertaker cut a promo on Kamala, and it got a better, it got more cheers than this. Yeah, I mean, this is I. I when I heard the that Hogan is for sure coming back, I was like, "This is just fucking insane." Yeah. Anyway, um, he's gonna be the. Let's just talk about Crown Jewel. But we're gonna do this. We're gonna we're gonna run the Crown Jewel card to open the show, and then we can talk about everything else. Because I want to end on a I want to end on an upbeat note. Jim sent me the the full Crown Jewel card. So if there's any errors in this, it's his fault. The first one is AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. We talked about this. Um, they opened the show with Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles just to write that show off the card, basically. And then Samoa Joe came out in some... I'm just going to say right off the bat, I've said this before, Samoa Joe is in person, in real life, the scariest wrestler. Like, the the wrestler who I would least like to be mad at. Me. That said, he came out on Tuesday night in dad jeans and beat the <laughs> hell out of everybody. Um, Brett Favre Wranglers. Yeah, he... Um, so, yeah, so he's back in. I'm happy to see him back in. Um, and, you know, there were rumors that he was hurt. I don't know if that was... If they were working the crowd or what, but that was that's fun anyway. I'm glad that he's back. Hopefully, they'll find a way to work him and Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles all in the title picture when they return stateside. Um, it's going to put WWE in a really precarious spot. I'm not going to harp on it too much, but if they don't, if they are seen to have to be demoting Daniel Bryan, we know how sensitive the fan base is for any signs that Daniel Bryan is getting demoted. They've now pushed him to the top, given him, given him a title match, put him right there, toe to toe with AJ Styles. And then there, it's going to, if he's not back in the picture next week, it's going to look like he's getting I mean, punished for not going to Saudi Arabia. Honestly, that could be the best thing to happen to Daniel Bryan. To Daniel Bryan. And I, I love Daniel Bryan. I like the feud with the Miz. I like this comeback. But, you know, it's, it's not the same Daniel Bryan because he's already reached the top of the mountain. Yeah. So you have to have another thing pushing him to the uh, the bottom of the mountain again that's mm-hmm. organic. And, and for that to be the WWE machine, maybe we could see that old underdog story again um maybe he should maybe he should storyline should be he's gonna take some time off from wrestling just to uh be breeze manager on raw <laughs> okay maybe not who do you think is gonna win aj versus samoa joe you know logic would be samoa joe has to win right um but you know i I think they're really nervous in that company to put a title on Joe because he is very injury prone. So I, I guess I don't AJ's going to win. Yeah. What are the, I mean, w- I mean, logically, if you're giving the guy the fifth title shot, you would think he would win once and then AJ would win it back. I'm just pulling up the, the greatest Royal Rumble card, by the way. And, and the, the autofill when I typed in WWE GREA was WWE Greatest Royal Rumble DVD, talking about we- weird and disparate fan bases. Who's desperately looking for this DVD? <laughs> well, I, I'm not sure. You know, I guess we have to think about it in terms of the Survivor Series. Like, what SmackDown champ do you want to see go up against what Raw champ? And it it, it seems like that they're going yes, back Yes, now in that I direction. like this conversation. This is really interesting. All right. <laughs> this is the first time I've interested David on this podcast. Yeah. Now, um, <laughs> so let's 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 table that one for now. Uh, the next three matches are TBDs because it's the World Cup. Simi. So the the let's talk. Okay, the bar versus the new day. Ooh, who are who? Man, yeah, this this is sort of complicated now. By the way, sidebar for the <laughs> bar. Sheamus should just keep the gray hair. That looked awesome. Oh yeah, he did. He did look really good. And 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 Big Show should keep the blood all over his face. <laughs> um. We don't really have Raw Tag Team Champions. I mean, we do, but... Yeah. They've already announced, uh, what, Seth versus Nakamura for SummerSlam, which is badass. Seth versus Nakamura I mean, for, for, for Survivor, uh, Survivor, Survivor Series? Series, yeah. No, that is cool. So I, I'm, I'm guessing we're going to find a way to not have them... Either not have them have the Raw Tag Team Championships by then, or don't not have them defending it, or... I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Um, you might be right. 
Uh, we'll save our singing for uh, when we discuss the World Cup. Um, the Bar versus the New Day, who's going to win? I'd say the Bar. I think the New Day, just because I, it would be really, I think they just would want the New Day to be on the Survivor Series card. But other than that, I would say the Bar too. But I'm Oh, wait, Hulk Hogan's going to be there and New Day's going to win. Ooh, okay. They need to elevate a group of black wrestlers if Hulk Hogan's going to be on the card. What if Hulk Hogan wasn't there and it was just... Biggie doing a Hulk Hogan impression like they did the brood <laughs> last night. But coming out to brood music still. <laughs> <laughs> um they could do like the three phases of Hulk Hogan where like uh like like um Xavier Woods comes out to Real American and then uh Big E comes out to like the NWO, like the NWO Hollywood music. Yeah, and then, and then Kofi's and Rocky then, Three Hogan. And I was going to say Kofi's just racist contemporary <laughs> Hogan. Yeah, I was going to say sex tape Hogan. Yeah. Sex tape Hogan. <laughs> Maybe Xavier Wood should do that one. Um, Degeneration X <laughs> oh, versus uh, the Brothers of Destruction. I'm the, can I can I complain about something insignificant since we are, have spent too much time complaining about things of actual significance? Sure. The Brothers of Destruction is a cool name, and it's like, but it's like the secondary name. I hate that they're just using that exclusively now. It's it, they're, it's Kane and the it's Undertaker and Kane. Yeah, but when they come together, it's the Brothers of Destruction. I don't know. I don't need that on like the official match lineup. Like when the graphic comes up, it can say the Undertaker and Kane. I enjoy the Brothers of Destruction to take the counterpoint. That would be like that would be like if you're like I'm going to like like you can be like I'm going to go see the Golden State Warriors play. Yeah, the Splash Brothers are great, but you wouldn't just but like they wouldn't put that on the like in the program. No, it's the difference between the Golden State Warriors versus or Steph Curry and That's what I, I'm saying. The Splash Brothers are just cool, you know, Steph and Clay. Like you would, they would have anyway, this is a dumb thing. So, uh, Degeneration X, Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus Kane and The Undertaker. Who do you got? I guess DX cuz it's Shawn Michaels first time back. Here's here's what it is. It's I think I think I'm I'm all in on Undertaker and Kane on this one. And I agree with you about Sean, except I, I honestly believe that he does not believe himself to be wrestling. I don't, so I don't think he's going to... Triple H will eat the pin. Yeah. Well, that's that's for sure. It's not going to be Sean that eats the pin if they lose. It's a showdown between Triple H and Kane as to who's going to eat this pin. Mm-hmm. Kane is the obvious one who can take the pin, but I think, I, think it's, I think it's Triple H eats the pin. Undertaker goes over him. It's going to be great. Kane has uh, a lot on his plate right now. He's the mayor of Knoxville. He's opening a wrestling school. He's opening a wrestling school? Yeah. I miss that. Yeah. Tom Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard's brother. Dr. Tom Pritchard. Dr. I'm, I apologize. Between Dr. Tom and Isaac Yankum DDS, that might be the highest level, the high, the most <laughs> plaques on the wall of any wrestling school I mean, school it's a lot of money. It's got to be like going to NYU. <laughs> no, it's really impressive. Money. Wow. Shouldn't he just be being the mayor? I don't know. I've never been to Knoxville. Have I been to Knoxville? You Maybe. have to have done the Yuck Yucks in Knoxville. At I did. Some point I think I life. may have done some. No, I think I did one gig in Knoxville. It was fun. Uh, uh, but it's not like, you know, it's not it's not as big of a city as Indianapolis or. No. Well, I grew up right across the river from Indianapolis and I can confirm that. Um, all right. So you got you have DX. I have BOD. I call him BOD. Since that's what that's what the cool people call God. Um, the Axe Body Spray Brothers. <laughs> oh man! And then in the I don't really know what the main event is here. Uh, oh, let's let's talk about the World Cup. We got Seth Rollins versus Lashley, Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler, which should be awesome. Jeff Angle versus Ziggler. Yeah, if Angle can go, yeah, they're both collegiate wrestlers. Yes, Hardy versus The Miz. Who are both Olympic level pole vaulters? A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> Mysterio versus Orton, who are uh, two of the top uh, past their prime people in the world right now. <laughs> um, who do you have a pick overall? First of all, shout out to our man Corey Graves for stealing our uh, joke from last week. I actually love Corey Graves. He's a wonderful, from what I understand, a wonderful human being and a wonderful, wonderful on screen presence. But um, I'm glad that we're not the only ones that noticed that. Kurt Angle's 45-minute promo last week was a Toby Keith song. Uh, <laughs> anyway, 
Kurt Angle really thinks he's going to win. They really are pushing that. And I don't know if they're pushing it to try to convince us or to get us ready for him being the winner. Because this does feel like one where, like, uh, maybe the crown prince, like, got to, gets to, has got, has, has, has chosen who will win. If he gets any input into the booking, it's right here. <laughs> all right. So Seth Rollins, Lashley, Angle, Ziggler, Hardy, Miz, Mysterio, Orton. Who who do you think is going to be the big winner? Really, oh. it, it really depends on how you look at it, right? It's it's not going to be Seth because of the uh, angle with Dean Ambrose. I think Dean Ambrose is going to fuck it up in some way. It's not going to be Ziggler um, unless they have some. Every once in a while, those Ziggler pulls, you think that Ziggler is buried in the card, and then he wins a championship or something. So you can't totally um, write that off. I don't think Angle Angle can run three matches. I just don't think that they're going to want to put him in that position. I would have said no to Lashley, but because Hogan's on the card, PR-wise, if you have Lashley winning the tournament and the New Day winning, they could make the argument, see, we've ele- we still, we're elevating black wrestlers on this card. Uh, it could easily be Randy Orton. I don't think it's going to be Mysterio because he has had so many matches back where he's been victorious. I don't think it'll be Jeff Hardy. I think it could be The Miz. Um, Storyline-wise, you get the most out of Miz winning. But, uh, I, you know, I would not be surprised if Orton wins the whole thing. Orton has won stuff where I'm like, it can't be Orton. It's really bad that I have. I know we don't have a stack on the show. The, the, I'm like literally trying to like like Google to figure out if uh, black people are allowed to win matches in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> um, so the, so here's the bracket. I mean, it's Rollins versus Lashley. I could see Lashley winning that one. Lashley Angle, wins that one. Angle versus Ziggler. I like Angle in that first one. Yeah. Um, Hardy versus the Miz. I think that's sort of a toss up because I think the Miz is a good opportunity for. I might I might put some money on the Miz. Yeah, I'd put the Miz. But Hardy makes sense too. And then Mysterio versus Randy Orton. That's the really the toughest one because I think both of them. I think that Mysterio. I, I would. I, I'm, I'm leaning. I lean Mysterio pretty significantly. But Orton. It's so hard to imagine him going out in the first round. Well, it's easy to imagine it if he wins by if if Mysterio wins by DQ. Mm-hmm. And then that's a feud. And then that's a feud. Um, and you know, the finals being Lashley versus Mysterio. I mean, that's Mysterio works so well with big men and could make Lashley look really good. Um, that, I Mysterio's look like a million bucks. I still think the question with all of these kind of returning legends is, can you work three matches in a night? Even if like one of them is a schmoz, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't know. I don't know if I would, I don't, I think Mysterio could. He certainly seems like it, he looks like he could. I mean, he's got this thing down to a science too. Um, and also, the Miz seems very safe in the ring. If they invoke, if they bring him to the second round, he's he seems like one of the more safer wrestlers in the ring. It's a good point. I like that. I like that setup. I kind of like Kurt Angle and Dolph Ziggler being a good match, and then Lashley like beating up Kurt Angle before the bell or something, and like just that being the end of Kurt Angle. Yeah. And then Lashley waltzes into the finals to to take on. I was say Mysterio and Hardy kind of coin flip for me, but I like the, I like the fantasy book. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with hell. I'm gonna go with Rey Mysterio to win it all. Who's your big? Who's your winner for the for the bracket? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I I don't know why I'm picking this, um. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Lashley. I think I'm gonna go with Lashley because I think maybe if 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 Vince if Vince has this steadfast belief that there's still money on the table with a Lashley Brock match, uh, let's just go with that. I I like that idea. And you know what? I, I don't know. I'm I, taking I, back my I'm taking back my pick, Jim. Can you unlock the uh, the safe real no, quick? No, I'm I'm going with the Miz. I just think it's worth too much to be able to say for the Miz to be able to spend the next year saying he's the best wrestler in the world. I think that's the safe pick. Miz over? No, it'll be Miz over Angle. In that case, you think they'll put Angle through, or yeah. Miz versus Seth, and then maybe Dean Ambrose like interferes at the final round. Yeah. I mean, Seth could work three matches. That's 
That's possible. Yeah, I mean, it, I, look, no, I, I, think, I, I, I think pick Miz- Lashley just as kind of like a fun, crazy pick. Here's um, what I think. Uh, I think we'll record a second podcast where we just discuss our discuss the odds for this for the next 45 minutes. Okay, so we got that. And then we have these two championship matches. One is um, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the vacated Universal Championship. That Drew McIntyre may be inserted to. Well, I was going to bring that up. dirt sheets. So that's what they're saying. I had no idea, but I was I watched Raw last night or Monday night and was so bored. I mean, not bored, just sort of so nonplussed. I was pretty bored. So nonplussed by so many things. One of which was how how in the living fuck, and I'm using that term in its clinical sense, how in the living fuck do you not open that show with Seth and Dean? Like the hottest angle that WWE has had in a year was Dean Ambrose turning heel again, and they just saved that for the... Oh, the 10 o'clock slot or whatever? Yeah, I mean, we're turning heel for the first time. I, I think that it's still Vince's show, and he wants to open with Brock, who he sees as a huge star, and they want to close with Michaels and Taker, who he still sees as huge stars. And well, our, I know there's and a lot of people stars. that think, I know there's a lot of arguments we made about what are the actual, you know, uh, main event slot is that they might have been in the main event slot because you know there's a lot of people think that 10 o'clock is the biggest money i mean the biggest rating spot now whatever but when there's something when when an angle that big ends the show you open with that angle on the next show i i agree but i also said last week that raw has a tendency of having an incredible show and then they follow it up with a month of eh. it's true it's true anyway one of the other things I was confused about, I remember just like sitting there having the show when they when when Ziggler and McIntyre were doing their little promo for Ziggler's crown jewel or whatever. I was just like, wait, wasn't McIntyre like what wasn't his turn a week ago sort of setting him up for being inserted into the main event? And why not just put him in Roman Reigns' spot? They could. I mean, they could make it exciting and announce it right then and there. But Baron oh, okay. Corbin could say this is now a triple threat match. It's true. He could. And and uh, Drew is there. Drew's not on the card. And I saw a grainy internet photo of Drew getting off the plane in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> so let that be all the confirmation. It was, it was taken need. from a grassy knoll. Yeah, I right. think McIntyre, I, I mean, look, if, if we want to jump to Survivor Series, McIntyre versus AJ Styles is a hell of a match. It is. It is. It's a hell of a match that you could have seen in like a 250 person auditorium two years ago. <laughs> um, anyway. So there's AJ, right. So AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, if I have to pick, I'll pick AJ Styles. I do have to pick because Jim's making me. I agree with you what you said before that Samoa Joe makes the most storyline sense, but we're leading up to this pay-per-view where it's champ versus champ, presumably, and this would be a weird time for AJ. It'd be weird for AJ to lose it right before that. AJ versus Drew McIntyre makes sense, or Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman makes sense. Brock's not going to be at Survivor Series, so. I mean, AJ versus Braun would be really fun, too. It would be, but you're trying to turn Braun face, and to have him go against AJ is going to hurt that. Well, they give him a really good match with AJ and have them end with a handshake, whoever wins. That could do a lot to put him over. Anyway, I'm going with Braun Strowman because we can't pick Drew. This is a, a meaningless thing. I guess we're, we're both we're both formally picking not Brock Lesnar in this match. And uh, are you picking AJ Styles over Samoa Joe? Yeah, I'm going to go with AJ, even though, you know, would, it makes more sense logically for Samoa Joe to win. I mean, in a bubble, if you took the, if you took the politics outside of this, this is a very interesting pay-per-view to watch. I mean, I think more, I wish to, more pay-per-views had brackets and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's hard to it's a real hard to pick them. This is the hardest to this is the hardest pick them we've ever had. Yeah, and that makes it fun. It makes it fun. I will say this: no, for all of my complaints. Wait, this has nothing to do with wrestling. Someone just sent a picture around. I hope this is a, this is an internet meme joke, like like Justin Bieber fake eating the burrito. But someone just sent around a picture of Monster Energy ham. <laughs> is that Monster Energy brand? If there, branded, if there was branded ever, grocery, if store there account. was ever a product for Braun Strowman to be a spokesperson for, oh my god, 
It is Monster Energy Drink Ham. Monster Energy Ham. The ham. <laughs> Get these hams. Get the- <laughs> Come on. This is perfect. Rise great- itself. Oh, my God. You just made Braun Strowman a million dollars. The fact that WWE is not already in on that is a disappointment. That's worse than them going to Saudi Arabia. That's not true. But for all of the for all of the complaints, the complaining that I've been doing, um, coming out of Sunday thinking that John Cena and Daniel Bryan had somehow been coerced into going to Saudi Arabia, or I wasn't sure if they were going to write him out, which they ended up doing, or that maybe maybe Crown Jewel was actually going to move or get canceled or something. And like because of the fact that they lied so bald facedly. Bald face? Bald, bald face, I it believe. Bald? Is it bald? It's bald. Bald face. On Sunday. Bald face, yeah. I actually did have that feeling that I haven't had in a decade where anything could happen. Right? Like, it wasn't going to be a case where, like, a wrestler quits and goes to the other show overnight. But, like, Daniel's, like a wrestler could, could, like, walk up to Vince on Monday and be like, I just can't do it either. I'm not going to Saudi Arabia. Like, that could have happened on Monday night. So, like, really, suddenly... Because of this bizarro moral quandary that we're in, anything can happen in WWE now. <laughs> the main event turns out to be like Aiden English versus R Truth. Yeah. I mean, they could like put Drew McIntyre or that, you know, for all we know, like Braun Strowman's going to be in like a Saudi prison on Friday afternoon. You know, like we, like anything could happen. Yeah. I mean, it's happened before. Uh, um, that happened with Vader. Well, maybe it wasn't Saudi Arabia, but I forget where it was. Oh, yeah. Vader beat up somebody in a. Uh, was it Yemen? Yemen, that sounds right. Jim, you're going to look or that Jordan? up? I know you're already Jordan? looking that up. When he smacked that talk show host, Vader Vader did an interview on like, a, maybe it was oh, Saudi yeah, Arabia. Oh, the Kuwaiti Cup. I remember oh, that. Kuwaiti, oh, Kuwaiti yeah. Cup. Why is there an evil witch laughing in the background? This is our special we have so much Halloween episode of The Mass Man. Starring so David Shoemaker, Dan St. Germain, Jim Cunningham, and the Blair Witch. By the way, one thing we did not discuss when we were talking about the odds for the for the tournament is that Randy Orton has now twice gone on camera and defended WWE for going to Saudi Arabia, or or he he's been caught by the TMZ or whoever else, and said like, "Of course we're going to go." I wonder if he gets an. I wonder if he wins just for being a company man. Well, by that case, then Mark Henry should be inserted into the main <laughs> event. All right. Um, honestly. Honestly. So here's the news that Jim sent me today. Things we needed to cover. Jim sends me a list of news bites that I usually ignore before every episode. Um, One interesting one that I couldn't quite make heads or tails of was that Vince was sitting in gorilla position during WWE Evolution on Sunday. I guess the assumption was that like he would not be involved or he wouldn't want to be involved. It was like a literal gorilla position. He was like beating his chest (laughs) and running back and forth. Um... Which is that's that the whole point of saying that is I don't really know why that matters. And that's a segue into talking about evolution, which, as I said before, was one hell of a pay-per-view. Yeah, did you say that Dan Sagerman and David Shoemaker are the most negative men in professional wrestling? We're about to put over a major show they just had on Sunday. Um the best part was the musical performance, and it was all sort of downhill from there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh Trish and uh, Trish Stratus and Lita defeated Mickey James and Alicia Fox. I think that went kind of exactly how we expected it to go, except for its placement on the card. Yeah, I mean, I you know they got they got a lot out of this Mickey and Trish stare down, and you know it was how much uh, better would this whole thing have been if it had just been Nikki and and I mean sorry Mickey and Trish reuniting? I mean reigniting their feud. Wouldn't that have just made a whole lot more sense? Sure, but hindsight's twenty twenty. We thought we were going to get Alexa versus Trish. Oh, I guess that's true. Card subject to change, brother. Um, but still, I would I would have put that on second to last. Just give him a spotlight. I mean, yeah, I mean, I I would have opened with probably like Shayna Baszler versus Sorry Kane. Um, I thought that would have been a, a great opening match, or or the Battle Royal. Did you say Sorry Kane? Oh shit. Kari Sane. Kari Sane. Guys, I'm, now it's this, ruined. Is, this is when I wrote It's over. This podcast is over. There it is. The Sam and Sabu slip up. <laughs> uh, all over again. <laughs> Whatever you do, do don't say Kari Sane. Or sorry, Kane. Um, I really, my professional wrestling uh, internet presence, I've really gone, uh, it's really mirrored Vince Russo's career. In the beginning, they're <laughs> like, this guy's great. And now they're like, this guy can't book shit. <laughs> 
Yep. And we're about six months away from you like screaming to like like the the, the <laughs> pro wrestling equivalent of the alt right about how you would have booked things differently. <laughs> I just start yelling at the mass man's Twitter feed. Oh man. Um, bro. Uh Nia Jax won the battle royal to end a few to to earn a women's title opportunity. It's a good battle royal. Yeah, I you know, I mean, there's I an element to this where it's not going to be. I I know this is dismissive. I might have. I feel like I said this last week. I don't mean it to be dismissive, but like the point of the Royal Rumble is the entrances, right? It's the big pops. It's the moments. It's the returns. It's all that. And stuff. you don't get that with a battle royal. No, you do. We did. We got those entrances. I just. I, it, it was like the wrestling is so. Secondary. Yeah, but you don't get the waiting. Oh yeah, but you do get the the the, the music play. Well, you know when the music started playing and everybody kind of came out one at a time. That was fun. That was like one of the high, highlights of the night. And I don't mean that dismissively. It was seeing everybody come. I in think the only thing that's 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 tough about the battle royal is that the other wrestlers just waiting in the ring and not fighting until everyone's in there. Yeah, yeah. But then they opened it up with that cool little spot, and uh, yeah, I mean where people like were obviously like cognizant. It's amazing how good of shape everybody's in. Men too. No one ages anymore, Dan. I mean, I'm definitely aging. I'm a hard 34, you know? I mean, think about it. When the fabulous Mula was WWF champion back in the day, she was 18 years old. I'm just kidding. But I mean, she was, like, already in her 50s. But, but they like, didn't have... I think they just came... Like, nutrition just became a thing in 2012. People learned how to do sit-ups in 2005. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was watching SmackDown last night, and just looking at AJ Styles' body as a 41-year-old, you're you're like, this is insane that this yeah. guy looks this good. Yeah. It's really crazy. Um, Tony and Storm. I said that to my, my uh, fiancé, and she was like, I'm like, this guy's body's insane. And she's like, so I guess we're not hooking up tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, wait, is it because you're too... You've already gotten your yayas off looking at him, or because you're too demasculated, emasculated by his presence. I mean, you know, I think it was a little bit of the former, and then uh, the secondary reason being you're spending another night watching professional wrestling. Yeah, that's true. Um, Tony Storm over uh, Io Shirai in the May Young Classic Finals. That was great. She yeah, was it was great. really great. My only, my only. Um, those apron spots were looked really painful and were tremendous. My only complaint is it felt a little rushed, but I, you know, I'm not complaining because the pay per view wasn't six hours long. So it was really weird. And it like wasn't it was like a seven thirty to ten thirty time slot, which I don't know if they were trying to schedule around the World Series or what was going on there. But that was sort of weird. Um, also, there were a lot of. I mean, I remember reading rumors several months ago that Tegan Knox had been penciled in to win this whole thing. And I don't know if that if they had to move some stuff around, it would have made a little bit of sense maybe to have Tony Storm as the inaugural NXT Women's Champion. I'm just trying to imagine all the moving pieces in my head if that's the way they would have done it. But um, but Tony Storm's a star, man. She's great. She has this like Kurt Angle slash Benoit kind of style to how she works. Uh, everything looks real, you know. I don't know. You should just be saying everything looks real when you're talking about. Chris Benoit, um, but yeah, no, she's she's very good. Uh, yeah, she no, she she's really really good, man. And she's she's. Um, I'm glad she wasn't wearing that tiny hat. I always hated that tiny hat. You remember that? When was that? Was that last year at the Bay Young Classic? She had like a she had like a little like a like a what's it called? I mean, I'm just never a fan of tiny hats. You know, nobody should ever like when Justin that. Timberlake started wearing them. You know, I'm just not into it. Cartoon characters. Yeah, I mean, if it's a Oh yeah, not good then either. But those are those are satirical characters, Jim. It's okay. I mean, maybe like when somebody wears a, a fez and an Agatha Christie mystery, <laughs> that's kind of fun. Oh man. Okay. Uh, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia defeated the Riot Squad. I mean, that's fine. It was what it was. Now here's where things get fun. Shayna Baszler over Kari Sane to become the new NXT Women's Champion. First of all, I mean, I know it's just redundant at this point to say that they that NXT is booked like old school wrestling, um, that women's wrestling in general is sort of booked a little bit more like old school wrestling. I don't know. I can't. I mean, I I I struggle to think of a of a historical comparison for someone that that started off. I mean, who, someone of whom my opinion has changed. 
And as, as much as Carrie Sane says. And I always loved her and thought she was great. But they, they I was going to say that about Shayna, Shayna Baszler. Well, it's true. They both came out looking a lot better. But I just thought, I mean, I know that the gimmick, I mean, I know that the point of this is to make, is to legitimize Sane by making her look like she could go with Baszler because it's the opposite of her. I just didn't think they'd pull it off. And she looks, she looks tough and good in this match. I mean, that one arm bar, you know, from the top row. Oh, yeah. Was so awesome. They did a lot of cool stuff, and it's really just great to see two people who are near, not even at the top of their form. Hopefully, you know, still still on their way there. Um, uh, oh, I mean, and then we saw the debut of the—I don't even know what they're calling them—but Shayna Baszler's uh, running buddies, um, the former four, former three of the former of the four former four horsewomen of the Octagon. Which is it's, it's interesting because you were waiting for them to kind of interfere. With the Ronda Bella match, which didn't happen because they still want to have, you know, this pure white meat baby face. Yeah, Ronda. I think, and this is a the, yeah, this is definitely a heel stable. But um, but yeah, I mean, it was it, it was really cool to see uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke pop up. Um, just goes to show you, man. I've seen. I remember when all four of them were just sitting ringside at wrestling events, cheering on the baby faces and. If, if you're a if you're a big enough fan and you're you believe in yourself and you keep trying and you keep practicing and you become famous another way, you too can be a WWE superstar. <laughs> uh, in that case, who's next? Who's the last crowd celebrity they've really panned on? I'm all my money's on Steve Gazee right now. <laughs> um, and then we got I mean that but that match is really fun. Uh, I oh speaking of of tandems, I mean I just have to say that. Kari Sane and Io Shirai on the same card. And the rumors now are that WWE is handing people signs that say, we want a women's tag team championship. The WWE was handing those I signs? I read out? that somewhere. I don't even know where it was. It could be totally untrue. I don't know. This, I, this is a They're finally taking back... Jim Cunningham's Whitey Bulger <laughs> theory. Yeah. They're finally taking back the uh, big, like, make big Papa Pump the next champion signs. <laughs> and replacing them with women's tag team uh, title, please. Sign. Um, so that would be interesting. There's a lot of really interesting women's tag teams right now, way more than on the men's side. By the uh, way, there's nothing scarier than when I was at um, All In and seeing Big Papa Pump at an autograph table. Why? Like, oh, just you're, you're just so like, good. I don't want to get an autograph from this guy. It looks yeah. like he could break my fucking arm at any moment. He could. He might. Um, Becky Lynch defeated Charlotte Flair in a last woman standing match that was... I mean, is it was that the match of the year so far? Uh, it's it was damn that close. Was, that was like top. This had to be like top three or four, right? Uh, it was it was terrific. I made I made a promise to myself that I would go through the entire year and try to decide how much praise I was going to heap upon it by comparison. But I, what an incredible match! What other match came close to that? Are we counting NXT? Sure. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. It could have been the match of the year. I, I complained last week because these last person standing matches are always, are always so schmozzy. But they worked it just right. It was just as serious as you wanted, just as violent as it needed to be. They, they've had some really good Ambrose, Rollins, McIntyre, Ziggler matches. Um, like So I think if you looked at their, their body, of work. body of work, their body of work is probably better than Becky and Charlotte's. But as far as a standalone match... Yeah, the I mean, the only thing... Yeah, I mean the, the the I mean there there are obviously a few little like blips. The the Charlotte missed the missed the uh whatever, the reverse moonsault or she didn't miss it. She knocked Becky off the table. The table didn't break. That was the But then error. she went back and broke which, it. Which uh, to me makes it better than if she had succeeded the first That's time. That's I I always that drives me nuts. Like when they had that first unified championship match with Randy Orton and John Cena. Yeah. And John Cena did that table spot where he like broke like like maybe a fifth of the table off oh, yeah. and, then, and then was incapacitated. Go back and put him through the fucking table. Yeah. Or do something with the table. Even all you have to do is pick him up and body slam him. You don't have to rerun the same spot twice as if like, right. you know, that's what people freak out about. Charlotte pulled it's, it off in a way that like she deserves like all the credit in the world. Yeah, see, you, it's the equivalent of like, you know, with the Halloween theme, the end of a Jason movie where you make sure Jason's dead. Yeah. It's like, all right. Um, that's exactly right. That was fantastic. But then there was a little moment where the referee, great referee Mike Yoda, was like kicking the chair towards towards uh, um, Lynch. Did you see that? 
No, I missed that. When she was in the figure eight through the through the ladder, which was a really cool spot. Really cool spot. Um, the chair was like out of Becky's reach. And so Mike Kyoto walked over and sort of like nudged it towards her <laughs> while he was off camera. I got to rewatch that. But somehow it still didn't get close enough. So he had to take like four passes to get it within Becky's reach. And like a couple <laughs> of them were very much on film. I don't mind that. That's funny. That's good refereeing. And then somebody posted on like Squared Circle today a photo of um, when Becky power, the, the last spot of the match, when Becky powerbombed Charlotte through the table. Mike Kyoto was, and this is not a botch. This was clearly part of the plan. Mark Ke- Mike Kyoto was inside the ring grabbing Becky's belt to make sure she didn't fall off the ring apron during the powerbomb. Like that is what a good, that is some good referee work. That's some good teamwork there. That's it. That's one of like the coolest, that like made my heart warm and happy in the way that like when a, when a bully and the, when the bully and the hero shake hands at the end of a kid's movie. <laughs> That's what that felt my, like. My Kyoto, the one thing I have with the last man standing matches is my only, and this is such like, like, this is a kayfabe complaint, is when does the count start? Yeah. Because she was down for, Charlotte was down for two seconds before Mike started the count. Mm-hmm. You know, like, when does that, I guess in boxing, do they start immediately? No, they kind of give second, it a second. Just and to then like, they start the count. Kind of make sure that like the fall is fully over and we're starting fresh. There were a couple of times where he didn't count, but that's all. There is a lot of a lot of people are complaining about that, and I got to admit, I did not have any complaints on that front. But it's fair too. Um, that was just a spectacular match. I'm so glad that Becky won. She was fantastic on Tuesday. Her little confrontation that they had after the fact with Ronda Rousey, which I'm sure is going to lead to Survivor Series, as many people have been predicting. I mean, it's already announced. Oh, is it? Is it yeah, formally it's announced? Um. Well, I'm glad that you filled me in there. They had a promo on SmackDown last night about it. I saw it, but I did. I saw them do the little thing. Oh yeah, that's right. That's what she said. They yeah, were yeah. Right. Anyway, that was so. That's fantastic. Um, I cannot wait for that match. Even if Ronda Rousey wins in a 30 second squash, it'll be fun. Don't let it. Don't let that happen. WWE. I'd love the idea that anybody at WWE is listening to this. That they're maybe just, Corey Graves was. Huh? Corey Graves could have been. <laughs> Corey Graves, here's your line for next week. Um, they also involved Hogan. I mean, that was something we talked about. What? Putting Hogan on the card? Bringing Hogan to Saudi Arabia. What should we tell him now? If, WWE, if, you, may, if you put Becky over Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series, WWE, I will forgive you the crown jewel and will only say good things about it for the rest of time. For every this Saudi is, Arabia. This show. is an interesting question. How much money would Saudi Arabia need to pay WWE. Wait, 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 I don't even care what you're going to say. This is it. This is the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase Memorial Million Dollar <laughs> Question of the Week. Go ahead. <laughs> How much money would Saudi Arabia need to pay WWE to bring CM Punk back? If just assuming they wanted him, which doesn't, which we don't think they do. There's no reason to think they do. But how much money would they have to pay? We would have to be more than Hogan and Lesnar money, right? No, I think they would just bring him on back. There's no way that CM Punk is more of an albatross than Hulk Hogan. Now, maybe there's some like inter- there's some like contradictory impulses where you're just like, well, we so there's on some level we want we're looking for an excuse to bring Hogan back, but uh, I think that they would do it. I think that they would do it for an extra whatever. If they if they said we want CM Punk. And well, here's five million dollars to make it happen. Pay him however much you want, or whatever. Or if they paid, if they paid CM Punk's asking price plus two million dollars, then it would get done. So the answer is two million dollars. So the million dollar question became two million dollars. <laughs> that's correct. That's that's what the name of the segment is. I can't really change it. All right, uh, and then the main event of the night after the greatest match in the history of the world. Um was Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella in a pretty smartly booked match. I thought it was well done for what it was. And um, I do think it's interesting that we're in a world now, assuming Braun Strowman's going to win on Friday. I mean, who knows if it's going to, if Drew might sneak in there and do it. But we all love Ronda Rousey. We all love Braun Strowman. But it's kind of amazing that Raw and SmackDown are such different universes if that comes to pass. We basically have two gimmick champions on the Raw side. As good as Ronda may be, it's all booking and hype. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not... She's I, that That's too much. But, like, she and Braun are both... They give Gronkowski talented, the United States They're both States very talented wrestlers. But, like, they're not... There's This is... Neither of them 
both of them could lose the ability to wrestle and it would be fine. And then on SmackDown, it's just the I don't know if, if Ronda lost the ability to wrestle. I think it would be a little bit of a tougher sell. Because she's still Ronda. She's the biggest star in WWE. Well, I know, but Lesnar still has Heyman, you know? No, no, Braun Strowman. Oh, Braun Strowman. I'm sorry. Um, I might have said Lesnar a million times. Who knows? But I just think like that's that's you couldn't you can't get much farther apart in terms of type than like Strowman and Rousey on one side and AJ and and uh, Becky Lynch on the other side. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a big distance. Anyway, um, Ronda Rousey is our champion. She's one of the greatest of all time in the octagon and outside of it. Um, it was a really good show. It was a really good show. It was unfortunate that it came in the situation. It was, it was it so funny on both shows. Whenever they cut to evolution, you could tell they got more excited. They're like, but this evolution thing we did last Sunday. I mean, let's talk about that. That there was, was terrific. There's a great screen grab that people were, were even were like tweeting around of Michael Cole talking about crown jewel. It was like, you know, the front was a clip from the broadcast where it's just Michael Cole talking into the camera, the crown jewel graphic below him and Renee Young and Beth Phoenix were both just looked like they wanted to die on either side of them. <laughs> uh, not literally. Oh, another, um, and this is a tiny complaint that I had. I thought Renee Young was terrific on commentary. Beth Phoenix's voice is a little similar to Renee Young. Like, not totally similar, yeah. but sometimes I would get, like, I'd be like, why is Renee stumbling? Oh, that's Beth Phoenix. There were, yeah, I there thought were, Beth Phoenix, that, I mean, she did well. It was debuting on commentary for that big event. I mean, we clearly know uh, my debut at commentary uh, did not go well. So uh, I can't imagine the amount of pressure she was under. But that was my one complaint with commentary where their, their voices were a little similar. Yeah, there were a couple of times where she was like, I fought her. And I was like, really, Renee? But it was. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, it, I thought that they, but both of them did a really good job. Um I don't know if we if I mentioned this at the time, but it's a, but then one of the news notes is that Lita and and um, and uh, Trish are sticking around through WrestleMania. Apparently, they both Everybody's have shirts available in the WWE shop. Like that's why you know I I really have to, and I was thinking about this this week. They have to stop thinking about Undertaker in terms of like is he coming back? Undertaker is Santa at the end of the Macy's Day Parade. He's always going to be there, and they may even replace him with a new Undertaker if he really retires. He's he's become now part of, you know, he's become more of a symbol than an actual wrestler. Yeah, yeah, he'll always be around, and and you know that'll be fine. I wish I had something more deeper to say about that, but I do think that that's true. That like Undertaker's always going to be there. We should not be surprised about it. Um, and his entrance is just like in a battle royal. The entrance is more important than the wrestling match at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it is funny though that he's just like to that he's just hold carrying the water for Crown Jewel. It's okay. Not everybody has to care about everything. It would just be nice if they did sometimes. And then Triple H will flex. Mandy Rose bit that water out of his mouth. Yeah. Uh, Mandy Rose has a great new T-shirt. I just wanted to point that out. Sonya Deville, who's Awesome has a less great T-shirt. I, I would just wear this Mandy Rose T-shirt. If they did a Mandy Rose Undertaker team up, we kissed by a rose on a grave. <laughs> I think Corey Graves uh, has to be involved with that one. <laughs> um, Jim, what have we forgot to talk about this week? Happy birthday! Happy birthday to Steve Kazee. Yeah, the most tabloid famous co-host and guest this show has ever had. Um, you just wait until I start dating Brett Butler next week. <laughs> Brett Butler, the old sitcom star? Yeah, Grace Under Fire. Great show. They should bring that back. Wasn't she sort of conservative? I think she's problematic. I'm not... <laughs> it's okay. They should have just brought her, they should have just had her replace Roseanne with no comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a wig. Or have Andy Serkis CGI as Roseanne. <laughs> you think we'll ever have CGI wrestling? Maybe I I I I think that well we've seen in movies that like CGI only works under specific circumstances if it's like fantastical creatures or if an actor had passed away and they have to put them in. Uh, we still haven't seen a CGI star yet that we know of. Oh my god, we are like in conspiracy land. <laughs> Galaxy brain time, guys. Um, wait, <laughs> where I, I'm just running through the news here to make sure that Dylan McDermott. 
is not a real person. The New Day is the Brood was hilarious. Um, I love that. That was my favorite moment of the week besides, you know, the Becky Lynch-Charlotte Flair match. Becky Lynch tweeted it, about Ronda. What'd she say? A little subtweet. She like had a screen grab of Ronda. It says Ronda Rousey. Oh, yeah, yeah. It took, it, took, it took me and Jim about 45 minutes to parse this. <laughs> But she had the screen grab. Be of fair, Ronda. Jim was asleep for forty three of those yeah. minutes. It took it took so she took a screen grab of her Twitter saying Ronda Rousey followed you, like the the alert that 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 Becky got when she was followed by Ronda Rousey, and then Becky's tweet was just well she tried or she tried she tried tried to follow her she failed. Ah, that's great. Um, good. It's deep. It's deep. Um, I think that's it. Congratulations to um my co host. Dan St. Germain for getting engaged this week. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's not bring our personal lives into this. Um, but uh, I do want to <laughs> promote, uh, I do want to promote um, uh, my album, No Real Winners here. Uh, and you can get it off my website. I also have my uh, show dates on there. Um, and this week on Total F and Marks, since WWE is bringing Hogan back, and is trying to forget his past. We're going to do the opposite. We're going to bring Hogan back and talk about two moments of his past that I'm sure he'd like to forget. And that's Mr. Nanny and Suburban Commando. We're going to decide which movie is worse. I've that's- seen both this week and I didn't claw my eyes out. So that's that's the huge victory of the week. God, that sounds like a terrible time. The podcast will be good but <laughs> listening to it. you know. <laughs> Undertaker's uh, in Suburban Commando too. He does a good job, actually. Um, Spoiler alert. Sorry. Dan I, Dan sent me this earlier. This is from Saturday when he proposed to his fiance. I just wanted to make sure we all got, a, got an opportunity to hear it. Elizabeth, will you marry me? <laughs> we, don't have, we don't have an answer. We don't have an answer. We don't have an answer. <laughs> if, so if my fiance ends up with Lex Luger, I am in trouble. Um, well, I think that's probably true. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, congratulations to you. Thank you, buddy. Congratulations to Steve Kazee. Thank you, buddy. Apologies, as always, to Dean Ambrose. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. Yo, $80 million. We're doing this. Yeah.